Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hi, it's Jessica. Before we get started, I want to take a quick moment to thank all of you, our community of devoted listeners. If you're enjoying our program, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. And if you'd like to be a part of our growing community, send us an email to reach at mavenrec.com so we can keep you in the loop on all things events related, updates, and more. If you have any recommendations, comments, or guest referral ideas, we'd love to hear from you as well. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Reach. I'm your host, the founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group, Jessica Van, and I have Michael Guidry with me today. Hi, Michael. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So we, in today's episode, are going to have a lot of fun um, talking with my brilliant friend. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. I said it. That's actually the title of a book, My Brilliant Friend. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's not about you. Oh. (laughs) Uh, My brilliant friend, lifestyle consultant, and interior designer, Michael. Um, So in addition to numerous other clients, Michael has designed multiple spaces for me, including my home office and also Maven's headquarters here in San Francisco and Union Square. He's also currently underway fulfilling a lifelong dream of his, which has been to design and build a retreat center in the Sonoran Desert of Tucson, Arizona. Michael not only has an incredible design vision, but also something that I really appreciate, which is a ruthless pragmatism, uh, Mm. a resourcefulness, yes, and an appreciation for functionality and frugality. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm, That make him a really unique designer, I think, and someone who can help find the happy place between Gucci and Target. With remote work being the ongoing and possibly the indefinite reality for many of us, we thought it would be a really fun idea, but also really practical to call in a design expert to talk about how we can equip our work from home environments to be both functional and also beautiful. So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about with Michael today. All of his tips and tricks for establishing a comfortable productive and aesthetically pleasing home office space. So welcome again. Thank you. So I know if you could design the entire world Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that every space that you entered into felt good or correct, as you like to say, Mm. um, you would do so. But obviously there's some practical impossibilities to designing or redesigning the whole world. Um, But I think that desire speaks to a really important point, which is that you know, good design can really affect our mood. It can affect our emotional state. It can affect our senses, um, how we feel, how we respond to things. And so I was hoping that you could speak to how good space planning and design play into not only our sense of well-being, but also into our sense of, or not sense of, but also into our productivity. Well, the preface to that question made me sound really obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that wow. if I could, I would change, that <laughs> would redesign world. the world, right? <laughs> All right. Okay. So, but it's a little bit true. I mean, 
I feel like if you are in a space that you feel like you want to be in, that you feel comfortable in, then you're creating that sense of well-being, right? <clears throat> and then you can be more productive because you're not distracted by what's incorrect. So when you're approaching the task of designing someone's home office, what are the considerations that run through your mind? And what's your overall thought process? I mean, where, where do you start as a designer? And, and where should someone who's not a designer, where should they start? So I, you know, in terms of myself, I probably would start off <clears throat> with my client. For myself personally, do I want to be here? And then I start to try to understand my client and figure out, well, what is my client comfortable with and would they want to be here and, and how can I make them feel comfortable to be there? So I think that's the first approach is, is this a space that I want to be in? Is there a natural light in there? Is the temperature right? Is there proper seating? Is there a lot of clutter around? Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of visual stimulation? Is it stimulation that I need or is it stimulation that is distracting? Does this space work for the kind of work that I'm trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Does this space have potential? I like that. Does this space mm-hmm. have potential for my client? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think in terms of space, I'm always looking for neutral now that I think about it. I'm very neutral. Yeah, because otherwise everything else is just distraction for me. And I need, a fo- and I need to focus. Yeah. So I think that that brings up a good point about what is the task that you're trying to accomplish within the confines of this space, yes. right? So if the focus is on creating an environment that is conducive and supportive of our our productivity, right? Conducive to the task at hand mm-hmm. and supportive of productivity mm-hmm. and thinking about what an executive assistant typically does in the course of his or her day, um, which obviously is, you know, a lot of computer-based things, whether they have a laptop or a, a you know, a stationary workstation. They probably have a monitor, if not multiple monitors. Um, I'm sure they are, you know, obviously on their cell phone quite a bit. Um, some kind of seating situation is going to be important. But considering what, what it is that they're trying to accomplish and considering the type of environment that's going to really best support their productivity – you know, what What thoughts do you have around that as far as the important elements that would need to be there to support somebody who's looking to be both productive but also comfortable with the task at hand? Well, again, it goes back to this. Is this space a place that the executive assistant wants to be to do their work? So, uh, yeah, it has to be comfortable. Um, it has to function functionality, I think is very, really, really important. I'll refer to the executive assistant as my client. I would really need to discuss with the client, what is it exactly that you do? Once I hear what they do, then I can look at the space and say, okay, you know what? You have a lot of tools and a lot of things that you need. And I don't know if you want to see all that at the same time. So how about this? How about we create a separate space for just all those tools and then we'll make it very accessible for you so that you can get up and you can get them, bring them to the moment when you need them. And when you don't, no longer need them, you can put them away. But let's try to keep the space comfortable to, for your eyes and uh, free of clutter so that you can focus on the task at hand. How's that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that make sense? It does, yeah. And I, and I know just from having worked with you on a number of projects that you're big on decluttering and having everything having a designated location, yes. which I think is a particular challenge in a home office environment yes. where 
you have a compilation of stuff mm-hmm. um, and you don't necessarily have the ability to car- compartmentalize in the same way that you did when you were reporting into an office. Right. And then you had one set of things that belonged to the office and one set of things that belonged to your home and that was that. But now that's not that, right? right? <clears throat> so I think that that raises, uh, raises a distinct challenge. Now that we are talking about a home office, I think you definitely need to separate that home office from your home. You don't want to integrate it. So if you have scissors that you've been using uh, for the kitchen in and out, you want to have scissors that you use just for the office. Do you understand? So let's not integrate those things because it just creates more pandemonium and confusion. So uh, everything that you that we're using in the office is just for the office. All right? And, I, and we, there's ways that we can create that separation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we can we talk about your home office? We can, yeah. Okay, sure. So, do you want do you want to discuss how we approach that that design task? Yeah. So Jessica has a ton of kids. Ton. She's <laughs> <laughs> my like. What was that? It's only two, but they're a lot. And um, <laughs> so, and she has a home office, and they're all they're all over the place, and so I felt like she needed. Because the house, because the home office was going to be, because the kids were going to somehow be in the home office as well, that we needed to separate stuff so that the kids aren't all in that and that there's some restrictions that they know, oh, okay, well, you know, if they're going to be using this stuff, they know that where it's going to go, right? So we took a closet that was in the room. That did not function. That did not function and uh, just completely tweaked it and made it into an office center. So that was one way to well, separate. But if I could qualify a little bit how you tweaked it so what we did was we created this again it was an unusable space it didn't it didn't function well it had a accordion door on it um it wasn't it wasn't well planned so it it basically just kind of held some suitcases and some wrapping paper right it was a mess it was it was was a mess mess. so what i wanted to do was now make the office since we're going to have an office a home office I wanted to coordinate it with the rest of the house, all right? The style that I went with was a uh, Spanish meets Moroccan meets mid-century modern vibe, right? How about that? All right. And so uh, that was that was the goal, is to make the home office work with the rest of the house, but still be separate so that it's not it's – not completely uh, enmeshed with the rest of the house, that it is separate. And so uh, the office center, which was a closet, uh, I found an old door. There was an arch door that uh, looked like it was from the 20s. Very, uh, I would say, medieval style, like sort of a medieval style, and uh, was arched. And then we uh, gutted the inside of the closet and put some cabinets in there with roll-out shelves. And from Home Depot, from I'd like Home to Depot. add. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There's that, that mm-hmm. frugality that mm-hmm. she mentioned. Yeah, because yeah. I, if I can find a way to not spend a lot of money, I'm all about that. Um, so yeah, we went to Home Depot, found that. Just quick coat of paint, some beautiful hardware to put on there. Uh, we added our own, own inserts in there that we got at the container store, right? Mm-hmm. To make it a functional uh, file yeah. area. And mm-hmm. then we had some leftover tile 
that I was like, you know what? We're going to make this leftover tile work. And we tiled all the inside and made it look very Spanish in there and um, added a lot of electricity in there so that she could have mm-hmm. her printer and mm-hmm. whatever else mm-hmm. you know, she needs. But yeah. And then we closed the door. All her equipment is in there, the papers, all that stuff that's kind of ugly. Shredder. Shredder, all mm-hmm. that stuff is in it's there. Gone. And we closed the door and now we still have a beautiful space. And and prior to doing that, you know, just to kind of create a visual, I mean, that all of those things lived outside of of that yes. of that niche, right? Yes. So all, there was an unsightly shredder, there was an unsightly printer, there was a lot of paraphernalia. It's just the kind of stuff that that you collect in the course of doing your work that Absolutely. is ne- that is ne- yes. necessary, but not necessarily pretty. Right. And I think contributes to that sense of chaos and clutter that right. Michael was trying to avoid. Yeah. So. I remember he asked me with each item, well, do you need this? And he was, you know, asking about the shredder. And I said, well, yeah. And he's like, well, it's ugly. And I said, well, that doesn't mean I don't need it. So it, so what we were able to do, as he said, was to, to wire the closet in such a way by, by supplying power and tapping into it that I still have everything I need. It's just organized and contained in a much more thoughtful and aesthetically pleasing way. Always aesthetically pleasing. Always aesthetically pleasing. Yes, number yes. one. So then once we got that office center taken care of and got all the ugly stuff out, now we could look at the space and say, okay, so how would this work for you, Jessica? Well, you need a big desk. Well, you know what? You know, I love this table that belonged to your mother. And it was an old table from the 20s. Um, I would say it was like a Jacobian style. And I was like, okay, we can work with this. And she had a beautiful light fixture that was mid-century modern. I was like, okay, we can work with this. And she's looking funny at me. And I was like, no, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. And then um, then we needed seating. I thought, okay, well, uh, how about we get a sofa? And we got an extra long sofa and uh, made it a little taller. Well, we made it extra long so that the kids could well, right. sit on it with me. I was going to mention that part right me. there. Yeah. So it turned into a... F- so what happened was is that then it all of a sudden not only was an office, but that once we closed the door to that office center, it became a little bit of a family room in a way. And interesting enough, now everybody wanted to be in that room. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, it's probably one of the most used rooms, right, with the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once that office door is closed, all of a sudden it became a different space, so to speak. Once you open the door, it becomes your office. And I think the kids are very aware of that. Once that door is open, it becomes an office. Once the door is closed, then it's a place that they can go in and watch television. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing is that well, she didn't really listen to me completely on this, but I put it. I wanted to put a big television on the wall for her to use it as her monitor, but we ended up not using it for that. The kids use it to watch their movies, but mm-hmm. anyhow. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, yeah. So we just made it aesthetically pleasing, and now everybody wants to be in that space. Right. Yeah. And actually the only piece of furniture that we that we purchased was the couch. Everything else was things that that we had. So I'm fortunate in that I have a space that <clears throat> allows for an extra an extra room yes. to to have a dedicated office. Yes. But that is not the case right. for many people. Um and especially a, a lot of our listeners who you know, maybe based in places that are more spatially constrained, mm-hmm. like San Francisco yeah. or Los Angeles or other big cities, right? Right. Um, so for those who may be sharing a space with somebody, whether it's a partner or uh, a spouse or whoever or a roommate, 
um, you know, what advice do you have for maximizing tiny spaces and and still carving out, you know, kind of that island of workplace function? So maybe all they really have is the dining room table. So then how do we make that dining room table work for them? What's interesting, and I have no idea why it fell out of favor, but I would say, I don't know if it was the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, there was this period where people had home offices. Do you remember that? Like it was a thing. They had to have your own home office, and then it just kind of went away. But what what they came up with at the time, which was sort of a playoff of the old um, probably 1700s, 1800s was what was called the the secretary, yeah, and then they basically just took a box or an armoire and converted it into an office center, so to speak. I think that's a great idea, is to do that. And is it the dining room table? Okay, so if it's the dining room table, then we need to find out well what kind of equipment do they need. So as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, well, you know what a tackle box is, right? Like your husband's a fisher fisherman. Uh, wouldn't it be cool to have like a box, like a tackle box, and that's basically your home office center and it has a handle on it. You just open it up and everything in there is what you need, you know, and then you close it up and you put it away. How about something like that? That might work. Let's say that, that now the task is or the objective is, you know, to basically customize the inside of that armoire. Yes. With everything you need, so yes. maybe there's a shelf for your monitor to go on. Exactly. Now you're now you've you've powered up the armoire so that it right. has access to electronics and things that right. you'll need. It has little compartments to store your pens and things like now, that. Now wait a minute, you're being the designer. Let oh, okay, me say wait a minute. All those go ahead. Things. Go ahead. So anyhow, maybe there's like this compartment <laughs> for the electronics and, <laughs> and for your monitor. As I was saying. <laughs> Yeah, so basically that's essentially it. You basically take the inside of a box uh-huh. and you customize it to exactly what you need. So one of the things that I would add, first thing that I would add would be the desktop. So let's let's take let's stay with the armoire idea, okay? So you need a desktop, right? So we'll do one of those pull-out shelves. And uh, you can get you can get that at uh, Home Depot. You know, it's just a track that just slides out. Um, you can get a really beautiful piece of wood, maybe a piece of walnut, you know. Um, I always like to write on leather. I think that's a nice way to, to write. Um, but anyhow, you put that on uh, on a track and you pull it out. And then on the back of the armoire would be your monitor. And maybe there's a strip of electricity for plugs in there. And the base of it will be file cabinets, um, for drawers for whatever you need. Um, maybe there's, maybe instead of a file cabinet, if there's enough room, you can have your shredder in there, your printer, uh, your, uh, wi- all your Wi-Fi stuff. We don't want to see all that. And then the inside can be painted very neutral, or if you really like color, maybe you can do wallpaper on the inside. Um, I think lighting would be nice to have lighting incorporated in there. I think that we could have some, uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a lamp. Mm-hmm. Maybe a nice lamp that that's maybe special to you. Um, so two questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where does someone get an armoire? Okay. Like the, the, the kind that you're envisioning. Okay. <clears throat> and, and again, like the advantage being that at the end of the day, you just close it up, right? It has doors right. on it or it has, a, point or it has a hatch. 
and you close it up and it and, and it's it. and it's done. And your day is over. And your day is done. Your day is over. So yes. question number one, where does where does one go about getting something like that? And question number two, where does one go about getting this leather um, pad thing, this okay. leather desktop? All right. Well you can I know, for example, that room and board has still has those armoires. Hmm. So maybe we can go to room and board and find an armoire there or it, that would work. Um, and then we have to just tweak it, mm-hmm. basically just tweak it. Mm-hmm. But but they already have like that desk armoire. I believe they have one, something like that. Uh, or another thing that I like to do is I like to go on um, eBay or go to vintage stores, and maybe you can find an old armoire, like a real armoire from turn of the century. Well, if you go to an office center, they, they tend to sell the... Uh, leather pads mm. that you can get and you can just keep that on the table mm-hmm. on the uh, pull-out desk mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. So that's one way you can do that. You, you, you can find that online. I think mm-hmm. they're called a uh, a leather blotter pad. I think that's what they're called. It's for blot. It's blotter. Yeah. Leather blotter pad. Okay. Once you close the door to your armoire, push the desk back in, turn off the light and close the door, then your day is done. Yeah. So you've left the office. And I think there's a nice finality to that yes. and and I think it provides a level of um, closure mm-hmm. that a lot of people right now especially probably feel they're lacking. Yes. <laughs> if everything is scattered everywhere yeah. then you feel yeah. like you're working all the time. Right. If your workspace is scattered throughout your house, maybe some of it is your bedroom, maybe some of it is in your kitchen, maybe some of it is on the dining room table, then then you really lose a sense of when are you, when are your work hours? It's, it's it's like it's part it like part of your entire life. But when you have a space that's designed just for working, uh, you can close the door and walk away from it. Mm-hmm. What are the top three essential products that every home office needs, in your opinion? A good chair, good lighting, so maybe a good lamp, something that is going to act as a desk. So. Yeah. It's one thing to have a, a, a desk office chair in an office mm-hmm. where the aesthetics maybe are a little bit different. Right. But now that we're talking about a home office, mm-hmm. you know, what 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 suggestions would you have possibly for a chair that, that solves both the functional requirements of working from home but isn't an eyesore, especially if we're talking about someone that's living in a small space again where right. they've got to look at that thing all the time. And it, you know, maybe they're in a studio apartment, so mm-hmm. it's all in the same space together. Yeah. What are some some possible resources that would offer a decent looking chair that also works and functions well? Well, you know, I think during the mid century modern period, they made some beautiful chairs, and uh, it's almost as if, like for example, Florence Knoll, uh, she was a, a famous designer during the mid century modern period. Um, that they almost were designing for the office. So there are some good chairs out there that you can get that are beautiful and can be part of your home decor when not in use as in for your home office. So, for example, I have something like that. It was It's an Eames chair. And, uh, well, I didn't even talk to you about my home office on what I did, but anyhow... Uh, if I pull that chair out of my home office, it works really well with the rest of the aesthetic of my home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think it is. I think a nice just a nice 
mid-century modern chair, to be honest, is yeah. a good way to go. And uh, you don't you don't have to you don't have to go to design within reach for that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, Target's even making things that look have that you know look. So, yeah. What if somebody had, and I'm just pulling a number out okay. of thin air here, all but right. let's just say they've got a thousand dollars. Okay, and I know that that some some people are fortunate enough to work for companies that have been generous enough to mm-hmm. provide some kind of an office mm-hmm. um, refurbishing budget, which okay. is great if you have it. Okay. Um. So maybe this is in combination with company money. Maybe it's their own private money. But let's say they've got more or less a thousand dollars to work okay. with. Okay. What do you think they? How can they stretch that thousand dollars? Oh boy. So do they already have the the space, like they already have the desk and all there. Are we starting from scratch? We're not, we're not talking about construction. Let's, let's say there's no, we're not talking about, you know, necessarily hiring a handyman okay. or, or hanging doors or okay. things of that nature, unless they're sapping to be handy or okay. know somebody that is. But let's just talk about just kind of, you know. But they need stuff. They need some stuff. So like they need, they need, a, they need a desk. desk. Okay. Well, there we go. The de- table desk, however you want to call it. So how do we stretch that is the question. So I know there's this place in Tucson. I, I keep I mentioned Tucson twice, but it's called uh, it's called Savers. Did I tell you that story, Jessica? About oh, Savers? I love it. Your yeah, Savers. Story. Savers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Savers is a vintage. We're well, not a vintage store. They it's, have it here too, by the way, in the Bay Area. They do. They have yes. a Savers here. I saw it on the freeway coming back from Lake Tahoe. Oh, well, I have yes. a little I have Almost, a tip for you guys for Savers. Yeah. But um, uh, so basically, it's like a Goodwill or a, what, what would you call that? Salvation Army. I don't know what you call those kind of places, but that's what it is. It's. Um, and I think the money goes to some sort of an organization, like good cause. So you go in there. and You know, actually, this is a good point to bring up. I'm glad we're talking about savers, actually, because one of the things that I like, we talked about how everything has to have a home. This is why I love savers. Like, I love savers because, you know, and I can talk about this with, with Target also, but I love savers because when you walk in, everything is divided into sections. So like, you walk in, and to the right, all of a sudden, you see the, the ceramic section. And you see everything that's metal section. You see everything that's that's uh, electrical section. And uh, this is where all the, the clothes are and the drapes. And, and, like, every place has its own section. And that nice system that they have makes for my productivity, productivity mm-hmm. because I can go in there and get exactly what I want and leave. I don't have to yeah. go through all that other chaos, right. which I find at places like Goodwill. Sorry, Goodwill. But they don't have that kind of systematized, they haven't systematized their items. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's really important for our office. Okay. For your so space. once again, we're talking about the interplay of design and function yes. and productivity. Yeah. And the world. You know, mm-hmm. I said, like, I wouldn't change anything about Savers, to be honest. I think Savers is perfect just the way it is. But, and also everything's inexpensive. So maybe you can go into Savers. You mean a store called Savers is designed to be well, economical? You know, I never made that connection. <laughs> I honestly never made that connection. Yeah, you're you're saving and savers. Yeah, they need to send me some money. But anyhow, yeah. So you might find a table in there that that you like. Right. How about that? And it might be fifty dollars. Right. And here's my point that I'm going to give you guys my little tip. If you go on Mondays, it's fifty percent off. So you know, I'm there on Mondays, fifty percent off. It was funny because I went into the Savers in Tucson, and I don't really live there. I just, as Jessica t- told or mentioned, that I was working on this. Um, retreat center. But when I walked into Savers, they recognized me because I was there on that Monday. I've been going on Mondays every time. It's already cheap, but why not get that 50% off, right? So anyhow, so Savers. So we might be able to find a nice table at Savers. And then maybe we can go 
so that's fifty dollars. So what I'm hearing you say yeah. is be willing to do a little legwork, right? I mean, I think I think get out there. You know, are there um, uh, salvage um, options in right. your in your area? Yes, right, and and. Most cities do, I right? I think so. Um, eBay, right? Yard um, sales. Yard sales. Yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. You know, Craigslist. Yes. Target. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's true. We mentioned. It's true. So, and I think this might be a nice um, segue to you talking about the home office that you created in your home. Right. Um, but what are some of the creative, out-of-the-box solves that you've come up with for home offices? Um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about that that person who doesn't have tons of extra space right. or a separate room right. per se. Right. I live in San Francisco. I live in the middle of the city. Um, I live in a Victorian apartment, not even the full flat. It's just an apartment, one bedroom apartment. And I don't, I didn't have space for a home office. I didn't have a room specifically for a home office. But what I did have is I, if you're familiar with Victorian homes, there's always these little off spaces that just, like, what is this for, you know? And and so I found a space like that. There was a little bay that uh, was has a window in it, which is great. You always want to, I feel like you always want to be near a window when you're working. You always want to have a window nearby. But um, it was just part of the hallway, and it was open onto the hallway, which is like an, adja- an adjacent space off of the hallway. That's a better way to phrase it. And what I did is I bought some old doors that match the doors to the rest of my apartment, and I put glass in them, obscured glass, and then I put it on a track, and I made them sliding doors, and that separated that space from the rest of the hallway. But now I have this sliding door. One door is fixed and the other one slides, which will be my entrance into the space. And uh, you walk in and you see my desktop. I put up some cabinets on the wall to hold all the ugly stuff. Uh, put a beautiful lamp on top of the desktop. And it's, roomy. it's a roomy table. But see, I need that kind of space for the kind of work that I do. And then I have a really nice um, mid-century modern um, chair. And then when I walk out, and I don't want anyone to see my mess, nor do I want to see my own mess. I just slide the door closed. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's done. Yep. It's done. It's not a, I didn't create a wall, so to speak. There was no, not that kind of a construction. It was just doors that slide. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, you know, I've, I've heard you talk about. How messy my desk is? Well, that. Yeah. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to out you, but since you <laughs> outed always yourself. Messy. Yeah. He's sitting here acting like, you know, he's, right? he's the, no. he's the emperor of no I clutter. Know, I and know. He's the most cluttered and of all. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate it. But I recognize that it's because of that mess that I can't function well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and um, I think we're all struggling with mm-hmm. with our tendencies toward entropy and chaos. I yes. feel like it's some of, yes. some of us are better at yes. it than others. However, because we talked about this before, I think like everything has to have a home. I can put it together very quickly. It's just I need to just sit down and do it. Yep. It's just finding the energy to do it. Totally. But I can put it. I can put things away very quickly. Because it, because things do have a yeah, space. It's all designated for a yeah. space. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. that's and that's I think essential yeah. to your design. Exactly. Um, approach. Yes. Is that everything? Everything needs has to a have home. a home. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, everything is a function mm-hmm. of what do you have available. Right. But I hope that at least this discussion is maybe 
you know, causing a few little light bulb moments to go right. off for people where they say, right. oh, you know, I never actually thought of using right. that awkward little nothing space in between this and this. So if there were one item mm. to splurge on, Ooh. I know it's so hard, but um, if, if somebody had a little nest egg to, to blow on their home office setup, mm. what would you recommend? Wow. Get a really good big monitor, like really take up the width of your desk, of mm-hmm. your surface area. Mm-hmm. And what if... Some- no, I think a chair is the... No, a chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a good chair. <laughs> I'm changed. sorry. Final answer. And a, and a lamp. And a lamp. We said one, Michael. We said one, not three. <laughs> a lamp and a chair. Sorry. <laughs> if you could design a home office space... Okay. For anyone, who would oh. you select <laughs> as your design target and, and why? I think I would pick Cary Grant. Cary Grant, the Cary actor? Grant, yeah. Oh. Cary Grant. I just think that he's so sophisticated and his sense of style is, for me, on point. It's very practical. It's functional. It's very clean. Uh, clean design. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's very masculine, um, but not in an, in an obnoxious kind of a way, just in a very, um, like a tailor, mm-hmm. you know, like a tailored suit kind mm-hmm. of a way. For those interested in getting in touch with Michael, he can be reached at designer at gmail.com. That's Michael and then Guidry, G-U-I-D-R-Y, designer at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Instagram. Well, this has been a really fun discussion. Has it? Oh, I good. think so. Okay, good, I had good. a good time. All but, right. I mean, we, we talk like this every day <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's true. We do. So. We do. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I think this is really a, a timely timely topic. Okay. And, um, and hopefully people feel not intimidated by the task mm. of having to design. It Please is, don't. It is intimidating for well, those who don't necessarily have that as, a, as, as their, a skill in their back pocket. But I think that there's a number of creative ideas that you shared even just in the course of this conversation that demonstrate that there are options even if, if your space is limited, even if your budget is limited. REACH is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. If you've enjoyed being part of our podcast community and are interested in becoming part of our candidate community, we're currently hiring for roles in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and Los Angeles. You can visit us at www.mavenrec.com to see some of the roles we're currently working on and to submit your resume.